And the reality is, if we can retrace to those moments in motherhood for ourselves, they don't know what they're doing. And neither did we. And the reason this example keeps coming front and center, I think, to me is because as a new mom, even as a pediatric dietitian mom with years of training, I didn't have the firsthand mom experience. So there was a lot of things in motherhood that were just new to me, including feeding. I'd never fed my own child and I never understood how to work through some of these moments. Like I'm cooking dinner and I have a toddler at my ankle screaming for food, but I really want them to eat what's going to be offered in 30 minutes. But they're too young to understand why I can't offer it. We're at the playground and our child's throwing a tantrum and we're just trying to kind of offer snacks to pacify them. And I know so many of these moments and the mistakes that I've made as a mom fly on the wall or someone else looking in could have looked at me and said, do we? Or more likely put, they don't know what they're doing. Hey mama, I'm Ashley and welcome to the Veggies and Virtue podcast. In this podcast, you will find simple menu ideas, kitchen organizational systems spelled out for mom life and feeding tips and tricks that are both evidence-based and grace-laced. I believe that you can find flexibility when it comes to feeding your family so that you can feel calm, capable, and connected in the kitchen. As a registered dietitian and Christian mom of three myself, I want you to break free from the mealtime battles and to feel equipped while feeding your kids all day long. Pull up a stool at my kitchen counter and let me pour you a cup of coffee and say a quick prayer for you. It's time to chat about the mealtimes, messes, moments, and ministry of motherhood. In light of Mother's Day, I felt like it was an appropriate message to share because an example recently came to me as I released my Level Up Snack Guide. If you're not familiar with it yet, make sure to use the link in the show notes so that you can get your free copy of this. And it's simply gonna be a snack guide that helps you to strategize healthier snack options for your kids, not based on arbitrary food hierarchies being healthy and unhealthy, but instead which foods are going to satisfy your child's hunger level. So if they need just a quick snack to hold them over for an hour versus a really substantial snack, find out how you can fill different nutritional gaps and offer additional variety in those different windows and with those different feeding opportunities. And that guide's going to help you that with that. But as I created this and as I've seen an overwhelmingly great response so far with you all downloading it and beginning to utilize it, an example came to me that really resonated as we celebrated Mother's Day. And that's thinking about being a new mom at the playground. Oftentimes we'll hear the example that we can be at a playground and we can see another parent parenting. And as moms, it's so easy for us to jump to assumptions or begin to judge and look at how they're doing it and identify the mistakes in the methods that they're using. And as moms, hopefully all of you listening know and also practice how important it is to show empathy and compassion to moms. Sometimes it's simply offering the mom who's dealing with the tantrum of one toddler of, can I help you keep an eye on your other kid as you tend to that child? Sometimes it's seeing a child who might be really messy and the mom doesn't have wipes and just offering your wipes to them. But so often what we can do is we can sit there on a park bench or we can be beside our kids and we can just look and we can stare. And in our head, it's painful to watch because as a first-time mom, we may not know any different. And I remember that firsthand when I was at a park or a playground with my daughter and I was thinking, like that mom, people are watching and thinking she's totally winging it and doesn't know what she's doing yet. She didn't pack her diaper bag appropriately and she forgot that third change of clothes, not expecting another accident or blowout. She doesn't have enough wipes. She can't find where her keys are. 
those mistakes that just happen amidst motherhood. And we've all been in those shoes. But when we're on the other side of it and we see moms struggling and we see some of the challenges that they're facing, especially if we're in the presence of another friend, it's really easy for us to just call out the mistakes that we see made. And the reality is, if we can retrace to those moments in motherhood for ourselves, they don't know what they're doing. And neither did we. And the reason this example keeps coming front and center, I think, to me is because as a new mom, even as a pediatric dietitian mom with years of training, I didn't have the firsthand mom experience. So there was a lot of things in motherhood that were just new to me, including feeding. I'd never fed my own child and I never understood how to work through some of these moments. Like I'm cooking dinner and I have a toddler at my ankle screaming for food, but I really want them to eat what's going to be offered in 30 minutes. But they're too young to understand why I can't offer it to them. We're at the playground and our child's throwing a tantrum and we're just trying to kind of offer snacks to pacify them. And I know so many of these moments and the mistakes that I've made as a mom, a fly on the wall or someone else looking in could have looked at me and said, do we? Or more likely put, they don't know what they're doing. And so in this episode, I really just want to highlight that as moms, as we know better, we do better. And what responsibility an opportunity that puts on us to serve our fellow moms better. And that's one of the things that I really want to be doing as a pediatric dietitian and mom up through myself is I do know better and I do do better. I want to help you do the same because oftentimes I look on other families feeding struggles and as easy and as too widely accepted it is in our culture to look on and think, what are they doing making some of these really common feeding mistakes? Or better put, they don't know what they're doing wrong. And sometimes it can go both ways. Sometimes families do know what they're doing and they just don't have the energy or they're just feeling too exhausted to do the thing that they know they should do. Other times, we see families who truly don't know how to do any different. They didn't learn any different. They don't have their own relationship with food that is set up in a way that shapes their feeding environment for their family any different. And so they're just doing the best they know. And with all these situations, as a dietitian mom, I try and look on without judgment or assumption, but instead with empathy and compassion. And I think as moms, each of us can identify ways that we can be doing that in the way that we feed our family. So how can we do this? How as moms, when we know better, can we do better? First and foremost, I do think it's extending compassion and that support to other moms who may not yet know. Instead of judging what they're packing in their child's lunch, or criticizing the snack foods that they brought to the park play date. Let's look on with empathy and compassion and understanding that they're doing the best they know how to do or that they physically feel able to do in that moment. We can offer opportunities for support. And when appropriate, we may offer a piece of advice or something that we've learned that our families really benefited from or been blessed to know. And we can impart that knowledge on people. But oftentimes it's through our actions. It's offering out the snack when we know the mom forgot. It's having enough to share so that assuming all safety or allergy concerns are out of the way, that we're just offering an opportunity for community and connection and not judgment and isolation. But more so what I want to get into in the context of this episode is sharing the tried and true mom strategies that are those hacks that make motherhood more bearable. We all know that feeding our kids repeated meals and snacks every single day can be exhausting. Even for me, with this being my profession. Each of us are tasked with the responsibility of meal planning 
and grocery shopping and meal prepping and stocking the fridge and supplying snacks and packing lunches. And whether we do it on our own, we share the responsibilities with a partner or delegate them to someone else, that burden and that mental toll still weighs on us as moms. And so a little bit of encouragement and a little bit of empathy can go a long way leaning back on that first thing of just being kind and supporting fellow moms who are in that place of maybe not knowing how to do it better or yet doing it. And this is really where I want to get with thinking about how we can do things smarter. Because one of the things that I notice more than anything in my journey as a mom over the last now almost 10 years is that a lot of the things I knew how to do, I didn't necessarily know how to do them better. And so when we look at that exhaustion, especially in some of those earlier years where we're still just getting our footing as moms, and we are very aware of all the judgment and all the eyes and all the opinions coming at us, we often haven't found our best approach. And while that's going to look different for everyone and from family to family, something that I think we can see and recognize as moms and that I always want to share with each of you is how we can do things smarter. Because again, regardless of how your family delegates the responsibilities of grocery shopping and meal planning and meal prepping and putting dinner on the table and packing lunch boxes and getting your kids fed breakfast and snacks and water bottles filled and spills cleaned up, we all are carrying those weights. But I know for some of you, those weights feel a lot heavier. And a lot of that is because you haven't yet identified the systems and the strategies and the skills required to make them not feel so heavy. So just like someone who has exercised a lot and has built that strength and that endurance to lift heavier weight, that weight doesn't feel as heavy to them anymore. And something I noticed is that the things that felt heavy to me as a new mom, even with my education and experience as a pediatric dietitian, just doesn't feel as heavy anymore because I've learned how to do things smarter. And that's not smarter in a way that puts other moms down. That's simply in a way that's smarter because it's more strategic. And I can share that knowledge. I can share those hacks. I can share those simple swaps with others. So they see that each of these things that each of us has to do can be done differently so that it doesn't feel so heavy. So I want to walk through some examples of what I mean by this. This is, of course, not an exhaustive list, but this is a list that I continue to add to naturally and organically in my own life and with fellow mom friends, but also that I continue to try and share with each of you in this community so that hopefully you are picking up little tips and tricks, but more so being equipped with the skills, the systems, and the strategies that you need to develop strength to do this job of feeding your family well. And so it might be something as simple as a neighbor who texted me recently saying that her husband's always been in charge kind of the feeding and the grocery shopping and the cooking of dinner, and he's on location and out of town for several weeks on end. And so all of a sudden, this responsibility has been dumped on her and she's never really had to know how to do it. So she was asking me about different snacks and meals and different things. And we've talked in multiple capacities before. But one of the simple little things I was sharing with her was maybe one night when you talk to your husband, ask him the things that he was buying each and every week at the store. And if you weren't already ordering groceries online or doing grocery pickup, make a base cart idea. Because whether you pick up groceries curbside you have them delivered, or you just want to have a go-to list for when you're in the store, having those weekly staples that you know you have to replenish, but having them on a repeated reusable list is going to cut out some of that mental load of coming up with that grocery list from scratch over and over and over again. 
for her husband, it's likely really easy for him to spit out the different ideas and the different suggestions of the products that he was purchasing each and every week at the store in order to make the meals. The same case might be with their meal plan. He might have had his go-to meal plan ideas that he knew he was making on repeat for his family and then just cycling into the new ones. But if she could make that cart and fill up that cart or make that grocery list and have it there for those menu items that her husband had already pre-vetted were easy, then she could simply reorder all and add and subtract as she needed, but it could take out some of the weight. So instead of feeling like she was carrying all the weight of all those responsibilities, it lightened her load and was just a really simple, easy hack that she could begin to adopt and implement right away so that next week didn't feel quite as overwhelming and intense as maybe this week did. Another thing that I commonly see happen with families is that we will not put as much effort in up front in offering a snack or a meal to our kids, but we'll spend all that amount of time on the back end once we're at the table or watching them eat or avoid eating what's being offered. So an example here would be if we have 10 minutes for snack time. Sometimes as moms, we can only put 60 seconds into getting the offering out and then let our kid eat for a couple minutes. And then with the last seven or eight minutes, we're all on them about you need to eat this. Have you had enough? You're not going to be full for long enough. You don't get to have another snack later. That's not a healthy choice. You need to have some more of that. And we just talk and we talk and we talk and we talk. Instead, if it's not that we're taking any more time and energy to offer snack, we have 10 minutes. That is the time that we've been afforded. That is the time. But we can know better and do better and be smarter and more strategic with that time so that instead of only putting one minute in up front, we might put four minutes in up front, invite our kid alongside us as we're putting the food on the plate. We're being more strategic in advance using a lot of the skills and the strategies that I talk about within my signature program, Mealtimes Made Easy Method, to put things out in portion sizes that are more appropriate on whether our child's learning it, learning to like it, or loves it. We might also be introducing or offering novelty to get them a little bit more excited about interacting or eating a new food that's being offered. We might be preparing a plate for ourselves so that we can sit and role model and we can be showing them those healthy mealtime or snack time behaviors ourselves and spend less time talking once we're actually at the table and more time doing. This isn't saying we as moms need to have 48 hours in a single day. We all know that we all are only granted the same 24 hours. But as moms, we all also know that when we're getting our footing or when we're in a season that things just feel like a struggle, man, we could really use someone just handing our kid that extra granola bar when we forgot to pack snacks. We could really use that person that has that pack of wipes handy when they can see that we're juggling a lot and we have a kid who clearly needs a wipe. We can also really benefit from the friend that isn't judging if we need to simplify meal planning or our grocery shopping process because they know that we're momming solo and we feel a little bit survival. But someone who can say, hey, I'm already picking up my groceries. If you want to go ahead and place an order, I'd be happy to drop them off at your house on my way home. What a blessing that would be. And that's not us looking at each other as comparison of who can do it better. It's saying, I've learned a better way to do this. And if it can help you, I would love to share that idea. And I would love to help you understand how did I execute it amidst motherhood, amidst the daily grind of needing to exercise that muscle and develop that strength to feed our family not only more effectively, but also more efficiently. So one of the ways that I have learned to not just know better, but to do better 
is what I put in this Level Up Stocking Guide. This is a really simple and easy resource that you can use. It gives the visual guide for your kids, and it also gives a really quick rundown at the beginning and the introduction of what you can expect and how you can begin putting it to use. This is not to impose guilt or shame if none of these foods are ones that you're offering right now. It's it, it's instead there so that it can help to optimize the energy that I know you're already putting into snack time, that I know you're already putting into trying to find healthy snack options that work for your kids so that you can find fuel that feeds them better. I'm not saying better here in terms of a superiority that any one of us is better than another, but better in terms of it can fuel them for longer. It can nip in the bud some of the struggles that I know could happen an hour after snack time when your child didn't get the fuel they need. It can circumvent the challenges and scenarios that come up when your child hasn't eaten enough and they're melting down prematurely just in quite enough time to make it to the next meal. These are lessons learned and struggles I have survived myself and I've put it into a really simple free tool for you in hopes that it'll help you. But as we come off of Mother's Day and as we all hopefully feel like our buckets have been filled a little bit more from a weekend of just getting to acknowledge what a joy and a blessing this role as moms may be. I also hope that we will go forth and we will pour out that blessing with other people. We will identify some of the ways over the years as moms that we have learned to know better and do better and that we will pour those experiences and those opportunities and those efficiencies out on our fellow mom so that we can help one another find it just a little bit easier to feed our families. So go to veggiesandvirtue.com forward slash snack guide and download it and begin using it and begin practicing how you can know better and do better. And as you develop those skills and those strategies for snack time in your family, I hope and I pray that this will not only bless your family, but also families around you that you have the opportunity to share it with.